1: biggest take on 2020 and the thing i'll never give up because i think we'll all be different the thing i'll never give up going forward as a coach is the one-on-one instruction that we got to have last year where you're building tapes for guys and and you're making it really really super specific to them because so much of our meeting i think before my my life as a coach before 2020 is always you know such a group setting and i think this past year you finding those ops for all those one-on-one meetings just made such a huge difference
0: today's podcast is a segment from a clinic talk by Jess Simpson, defensive line coach for the Atlanta Falcons given at Lawrence First and Goal Clinic. In this clinic, he talks about how he would teach moving forward and it starts with how he would approach it as a head coach, as the head coach to his staff, and then as the staff and individual staff members to their players. You're gonna wanna check out the entire talk on CoachTube. I'll put the link in the show notes, but in that, he provides some examples with video of what all his teach tapes and the different tools that he uses to coach his individual players look like. He first talks about how he was impacted as a GA at Auburn working for Pat Dye and the things he learned and saw through the example that Coach Dye set. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like video pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512. 512- Eight one four six one five eight, or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast, or use the coupon code Coach twenty four to receive a one hundred dollar discount off the normal seven hundred dollar first down playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes.
1: As the head coach, I was a head coach for a long time. I love leading. I think you're the lead teacher. And I think if if you don't embrace that first, uh, that the messaging is is you and yours, and, and I think you're off off malice. I'll never forget being a student assistant at Auburn, and I'd sit in every staff meeting on the floor, and I'd listen to Coach Dye talk to our staff at Auburn uh, back in 1992, and then you know hours later, getting into a defense or offensive meeting or getting into individual meetings, hearing the coaches, the assistant coaches, like reteaching and respeaking what he was speaking into them, and uh, whether it was a message about who we were or what we were going to do or how we were going to do it. You know That just always stuck with me, how, how it bled through him and how he took that.
0: In this next segment, Coach talks about how the head coach should approach preparing his staff and educating the staff on exactly what they need to do within their program, and then they can begin to teach their players how it's done.
1: How you organize is your example for your staff of how you teach, whether it's the off season. Whether it's a calendar, whether you're detailing morning workouts or your practice in the summer, what you do in season from a timing standpoint, from a workflow standpoint, from a, how your staff responsibilities, staff expectations, uh, how we fundraise, the way we do anything is the way we do everything. And I think every time you put something in front of your staff, every time you do something as a team, and obviously you're organizing, you're detailing, you're leading it, you're setting the example and you're setting a standard for how anything in your program should be done and i think when you take that kind of pride and you have great detail and you want to be excellent at everything i think that bleeds into your coaches the minute as the leader to me that you do something half-assed you're letting half ass creep in in every area of your program and i just think that's a big big deal like people need to see you having the answers to the questions or you being able to detail and organize And, and if you don't, be well to admit it and go figure it out and work the problem and ask for help.
0: Coach goes on to further explain in detail exactly what that looks like and what he would cover as the head coach every year to prepare his staff.
1: One thing that I would do every year is every spring and summer, we would start meeting on the weekends, and and we would go through a whole staff notebook. And guys that worked with me for you know, over 10 years probably got tired of doing it. But I think, you know, and I think guys can put their nose up at it and this and that, and some of it's philosophy talk, and some of it's not, but we would go through it. And and going through it, it kept the main thing the main thing. Uh, We knew who we were. We knew where we were going. We knew how we were going to get there. Like, those things were so important to me. And my ability to message to my staff, my ability to message to my players, my administration, you know, and obviously my coaches, like, to me, was everything. Every spring I would literally – hold a two and a half hour, three hour kind of nightly meeting. And if you, if your son wanted to play football, your son and you as a parent had to be at a meeting and I would go through the ins and outs of our program. And I would detail everything, how we were, how we're going to communicate what the expectations are uh, of your son, what you can expect from us as coaches. you got a problem, how we're going to deal with it, how we're not going to deal with it. I just think when you over communicate and you detail things in such a way, you can head off so many problems. I love this staff notebook because there wasn't a coach that ever worked for me that didn't understand exactly what we were about and how we were going to do things. Those notebooks would include a lot of this stuff, all-season readings. I love doing book studies. Didn't always do it, but, man, we got so much cool stuff from them. What, what our mission was, what our focus and perspective, I'm going to spend a little time on that. I thought that was so important because it was a way for me to communicate and brainwash everybody. Our foundational principles, well, everybody knows what those things are usually but we'd go through and evaluate where are we, these seven things, where are we right now in our program, our plan to win, discipline, a safety and supervision. I think as a head coach and a leader, I don't care at what level, if you're not detailing to your people, how we're going to supervise, lock doors, lock gates, what is our medical procedures? What are our emergency procedures? If you're not doing that, I think you're asking for it these days, but just kind of would go through every single one of those things. And this, like this notebook would be a three day in July. We go from like eight to lunch. The afternoons would be ball. But all morning, this wasn't ball. This was how we worked.
0: As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform To find out more, visit verticalraise.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. Coach transitions into talking about what the game is and that it is not a game of perfect. And that has to be understood in how we teach and how we practice. You're going to see that this frames out the rest of his talk where he starts to build on and work into his individual teach tapes and the things that he's going to do moving forward.
1: Football is not a game of perfect. And I think what we do as coaches, I think we practice perfect all the time, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I think if that's all we do, I think we're making a mistake. I think because so much of ball is reaction and so much of ball is players getting themselves out of bad positions and out of bad spots. If they made a a bad post-snap decision, how do they fix it? You know, I think about linemen, you know, you get behind the block as a defensive lineman. What do you do? How do you learn how to crush and catch up? Things like that. I think not only as a coach, I think being a teacher, understanding, hey, I'm going to drill perfect, but, man, I'm also going to drill at a disadvantage and how do I catch up and and how do we teach kids to fix problems within place.
0: Next, Coach Coach shares the approach from which he learned in 2020, and he's going to utilize moving forward and how he can take those ideas in showing the perfect and the way they want things and the not perfect to put together a teaching progression and help players better understand what they need to do on the field. Now, he's gonna use some that are specific to the defensive line, but this applies across all positions. And when we're talking about increasing our players' football IQ, we talk about that all the time, but what's really the plan to do it? And I think Coach is gonna present a plan that is very good and detailed in teaching them the football IQ, especially for their position.
1: What has driven my coaching and teaching for 2020? Profile tapes, traits, skills tapes to give or reinforce a picture of what we want. And I wouldn't do it any different for a college player or a high school player, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. Point of attack tapes. One thing. What's one thing we're going to get better at? And then weekly emphasis per player. So here's a few examples as we go through them. The first year I was with DQ in 17. I'll never get hearing him say this for the first time. He said, don't tell me what a player can't do. And, and that, that has always stuck with me, and I don't know who he heard it from, but I always thought, well, what a powerful statement, because it's so easy for us to sit around and tell you what a guy can't do. We need to figure out what a guy can do and use it from a coaching perspective. All right, what can he do? And then this is a quote oh, Bob, Bob Sutton shared with me. Bob was former head coach at West Point, been in the NFL, D.C. for the Kansas City Chiefs for a long time. He was a defensive coach on our staff in Atlanta the last two years, and I've learned a ton from Bob. Great guy. And, and it started with this. The biggest mistake in science is to develop your theory and then find the evidence. He said, rather, and, and that's from a scientist, and, and, but he shared it with me. He said, but rather follow the evidence to develop our theory. Like, as coaches, I think that's the challenge. Like, we need to go every offseason trying to follow the evidence to develop our theories as coaches. I think we get that flipped. A lot of times and we do it backwards
0: coach goes into detail about what he calls his point of attack tapes again this is a tape that can be put together for every position on the field but he's going to share with you exactly how he puts this together again looking at the plays that are exactly what they want setting the profile for the position and then showing them what they need to get better at
1: when you talk about point of attack tapes we we can watch our players from the last season, and obviously I, we can all come up with a list of 20 things we got to get better at. I want to know what's his just one thing. Q didn't want to know the 20 things the guy needed to get better at. He wanted to know the one thing that I said, hey, if you got to be better at one thing, I want it to be this. And DQ did this with every player in the organization, and basically would go behind us then and have the one thing he could always be hitting home with that player about, which I thought was such a great way of doing it. So this is – I'm going to share with you one. This isn't long. I mean, literally these things were like 12 or 14 clips. So this was Grady's and Grady had a ton of things I can show you. We did weekly emphasis on, but his just one thing for 2020, all right, was this tape right here. So the first thing I did in this tape is always think like reminding what a player is and what he can be before you tell him what he's doing wrong, what you want to improve is so important. So I start with this with Grady. So we, we're, we're a vertical attacking, like, three technique, go mode type team. We say that from day one. So here's for Grady. There's a reminder. And then here's a little video, Grady's at the shade here, of go mode. Hat, hands, and hips. We're running off the ball, locking it. We're pushing the pocket. Great effort. Like, so I, I, put, I start this thing with three or four clips. So it's a reminder. Like, what, do, what are you and what do we want you to be? What do you got to continue to be? So just a reminder. Now moving forward, all right, Grady, what's the thing we got to do? All right, what's the thing we got to dominate is speed to power. So then I kind of moved to, okay, check out these ops, Grady. So that's what we need it to look like. So just a fast, quick picture of, all right, then, I know what I'm doing well. I know what I continue, what I need to keep doing. All right, the thing I got to get better at now is knowing when I get these kind of sets and I got these kind of ops, I got to quit running past the quarterback. It just kind of in an easy, quick nutshell. So those those were – You know, for all the guys, that was kind of the first thing we would start. I've always
0: been interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more effective. So I'm excited to continue sharing modern football technology with you here on the podcast. This innovative system leverages tendencies to improve self-scouting, game planning, and in-game decision making at the speed of the game. TeamMofo.com slash demo and mention coaching coordinator podcast or use the coupon code CC10 to receive 10% off your first year. The next method that Coach developed because of COVID and the way he had to work with his players was a weekly emphasis. And he talks about how that worked into his teaching progression here.
1: I think the next thing in the offseason is dividing up your teaching progression over, you know, like into small, small slices. And I think because of COVID, you had so many ops to have these small little teach opportunities. One thing I I started doing more than I've ever done is I I would do like a weekly. So for like eight weeks during OTAs last year, we would do a weekly emphasis. So I might one week for like Tyler Davidson, I would do move mode. So we're in move mode, Tyler, here were your 18 ops to move last year. All right. And I make the tape I'd put the, you know, say Tyler had eight good ones and he had nine that you didn't like. I'd put the eight up front and I'd show him the good movements and the production that came with it. I'd put the nine and you're basically letting him watch it and see himself give away money because there was a play to be made because of but we didn't take the right step or we didn't reduce our shoulder as we came through. All right, Our eyes weren't right, pad level was wrong. You, it's just you let them see the good and the bad and, and really then they're coaching you going, oh, okay, I see why you're saying that.
0: The last method that coach shares is how he would put together an individual slide for his players to emphasize the good and the bad. And then this would work into how they would approach the season as well. The other
1: thing I would do at the end of each week, I would send them a slide and I would literally divide it in half. All right. And on one half, I'd say what the emphasis was and the good that we saw. And then on the other half, I talk about the bad. So you had a move mode slide and then I'd literally send these slides look just like this to their phone. And their week four reminder on move mode. When you did it right last year, this is what happened. When you did it wrong last year, this is what happened. And and I thought that was a, you know, like we talk about texting kids and how do they learn. You know, this year, like on Sunday mornings, a lot of guys, I'd give their handwritten reminders to them in their locker while I'd also have a PDF on their phone of that same reminder sheet that i just text to them. And a lot of guys really love doing it that way. But you're always reinforcing a picture of what you want, how they fit into your system, and then you're challenging to meet the standard.
0: I really like these ideas that Coach shared with us here today on the podcast. And I think as you look at moving forward into the 2021 season, there's a lot of things you can do right now to start to develop your players little by little, improving their football IQ, making them understand this is exactly what we need. And that's really gonna pay dividends as you get into the season. I think the other thing that it does that individualized approach where you take some time to put some things together for each individual player based on where they need to get is just going to further solidify the relationship that you're developing with them. When you can develop a strong relationship with those guys, know you're always looking to develop them and get the best out of them. They'll run through a wall for you. Again, the entire talk can be found on CoachTube. The link is in the show notes. Follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski and check out all we're doing at coachandcoordinator.com.